All right, welcome to uh, Review News, episode 47. Uh, we've got a full chat room tonight. Um, a lot of ASL in here, uh, just like the old days, right? Uh, we've got everybody from down in the southwest to the uh, New England, uh, the middle states, and even in the Pacific Northwest. So we, I think we've got almost, we've got all flyover country covered. Or not covered, I should say. We've got the coast covered and everything else. But uh, that being said, uh, what is going on in the world this week? Who wants to uh, take a bite? I got my uh, COVID vaccination on Monday. And your spine removal. <laughs> yeah. I got my spine surgery and my uh, COVID vaccination on Monday. Just the one? I got to go back August 16th for the second one. I mean, actually, do we, if we actually want to talk about my experience, or is that not the point? Because I don't have to share. Oh. Uh, well, I, 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 I think, uh, yeah, no, I think that that would be valid to talk about that experience. I, I just, um, it's like interesting because at this late in the game, as they're starting to see that the vaccine is not, that the vaccine is not as effective as they thought it was like the Pfizer they're saying only has like 180 days. And this, I, so I got this from just so you, you know, and I, and I could be um, not paraphrasing everything perfectly, but it's Dr. Malone who invented the MRNA vaccine. Um, and I was listening to a few things, uh, one on the war room. And then I saw some of the things he was posting on Twitter Um and he was saying, like, how the – the did you get the Pfizer or Moderna or what did you get, Neil, but Johnson I, Johnson? Pfizer. Yeah, so that they were saying that the really the lifespan of the Pfizer is only 180 days, six months, um, and that that's why they're calling for the booster. And we'll get into the booster because Pete and I were going back and forth before and we were trying to get to the bottom of the – pharma company and what their role is and um like we were obviously i was i was teasing pete because he's a big capitalist now he said the pharmaceutical company should make as much money as possible that is but, not uh, what i said but... <laughs> um he's a big capitalist now i love it i love, <laughs> love it, it. Pete, so pete, are you uh, so are you uh well yeah that, i i don't you haven't listened to the last couple episodes but anyway yeah so go ahead Neil. i'm sorry Give us the uh, give us the rundown. Well, I'll tell you. So, um, we Kathleen had an appointment for Monday at noon. So, uh, and I was off on Monday. So uh, we went. We took the baby. I put my we put our we went to the hospital, which that, that kind of made me feel better than going to some uh, clinic or some drug, you know, big chain drugstore. And I didn't know if I was going to do it or not. But we you know we put our masks on. I haven't worn a mask in months. I had the baby in my arms. We go to the hospital and the, ho the parking lot's empty. Uh, we have a huge hospital. You know, we live by Jersey Shore Medical Center and the parking lot was empty. And I just, you know, my son's two years old. Two years ago when he was born, I was driving around for 20 minutes trying to get valet was full and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so we walk right in the front door of the hospital, the main entrance and the security guard's like, what are you doing here? I had the, the baby in my arms. He's like, what are you doing here? And I, and, uh, I said, uh, COVID vaccines. Right through that door. Like, literally, as soon as you walk in the first door, you see. We walk in. Um, no one waiting in line. There's a woman, you know, sitting down at a computer. She, uh, Kathleen gives them, you know, her full name. The woman asks for a driver's license, um, health care, uh, you know, insurance card. 
and I'm standing there with the baby. And finally, when she's ready to go, she looks at me and she's like, um, are you here for a vaccine? And I said, I don't have an appointment. And she said, that's okay. And I said, well, I don't have health insurance. And she said, that's okay. And three minutes later, I had the, you know, the shot. They asked me which shot I wanted. They had all three of them available. So I picked the Pfizer and uh, I had to wait for 15 minutes to make sure, like, I guess I didn't die. In those 15 I don't know exactly what I was making way for, but, and then we were out the door and there was no, no, nothing, no feeling ill, no, no, no anything. And the main reason I did it, because I always talk on the show about we're going to Disney World and, I, and they say it's really bad down there right now. They just started, you know, they, now you have to wear your mask inside again. And, you know, I feel like if, that's not true. So that's, 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 that's might be Disney World policy, but DeSantis says still not put any mask I know it's policy, policy out But it is if you, if you look at it, absolutely. But if you look at, you know, the, the cases are going up down there. And it's, you know, so what? Well, I mean, if that's... I can, as a father, if there's, if there's something that is available to me that, I, that, you know, you know, I'm a doctor of virologist. If I, if I have to go by what they say, unfortunately, and if, if something's available to me that protects, better protects my son. That's not I, true. I Why is that not true? Six months protects his son. Why not? What's that, Pete? I said. Oh, you can't hear. I I can't hear Jay either. Kids can't can't even get the vaccine and shouldn't get the vaccine. It's experimental. Like that's insane. It's experimental after after it's fully approved. It hasn't been fully approved. It hasn't been. But after it is, would we still say it's experimental? Um, I no, I don't think so, but I. I don't know. In six years, call me up when it's fully approved, yeah, and we can talk it, about I mean, it then. You're talking about January, February. Well, that's because of politics. No vaccine gets approved that fast ever. No vaccine gets made this fast ever. Why? I wonder. But we're on a precedent, aren't we? What What's the correlation? Correlation, whatever, of the uptick in cases to all the illegals flowing over the border and being bussed to all these states such as Florida. Well, correlation is that you bust in some more virus to unvaccinated people. Okay. You I get more. Want, that's good. Good. But, good. So glad. hold on. So let me let me stop you there. So what? right now they're reporting I'm even in, in the New York even in the New York Times articles, they're saying now that the people who have the vaccine that are getting coronavirus can still carry it and give it to other people, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And so, so it doesn't, sh- so it doesn't really show the efficiency or the efficiency as they originally had said it was going to do, which we all knew in the beginning was, was, was questionable based on the technology. And that's when I would refer back to the inventor of the technology, Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert, I, I want to say his name's Robert Malone. I know it's Malone is the last name. Um, but he, so this is the original argument. And I, I guarantee if we went back to episode, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, right now. And, and, and Todd, if, if you may, I'm going to just talk about some of your medical stuff because we've talked about it before in the show. Um, and, and so I'm not divulging anything that, that Todd hasn't said himself before, but the vaccine really was created for people that were in Todd's situation where he may have some, what they would call uh, medically comorbidities, right? Todd has other ailments. He's been pretty open about this on the show. 
And really the vaccine was meant so that people like Todd and his grandmother, who is of advanced age, could re-enter into society and they would have the protection because they were the most vulnerable. And that the rest of us in the very beginning, this was during the Trump administration, we were going to get, get it through herd immunity. The reason why they kind of put the brakes on the economy for two weeks and things like that was just not to overwhelm the hospitals. So the hospitals could basically stock up on everything in case people were getting really sick. And here we are again, where um, we've kind of thrown every kind of piece of logic out and we're vaccinating healthy people. Um, and we're starting to see the virus is getting these really, uh, the, there's going to be these mutant, uh, I know the UK came out, they're talking about a mutant uh, strain of the vaccine. And that's because natural herd immunity didn't, didn't take place. Now, again, I don't think that, um, I, I, and, and the other thing I would argue is that when we have prophylactives available, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, that should have been given out to the healthy people. That would have taken, that would have lessened the blow had healthy people gotten the coronavirus. And that would have given more time to develop a more thorough vaccine and vaccinate people like Todd and his grandma so they could join the rest of us and be protected. I mean, that's really what this all comes down to. But we, but, but, but they've over politicized this. And now you're going to get, unfortunately, people like me. Uh, I would also argue that there's very large populations in the black community and the Hispanic community that are not also getting the vaccine. So I, I, I stand shoulder to shoulder with them in my doubts of the government and the, uh, the idea that the government wants to see good done. Um, and so I question, um, the, I, I have to question these people because it's just going against everything that we've kind of know. They're not listening to other people and all things scientists challenge, just like on this show, when we challenge ideas, we're not scientists, but we all have different ideas and we all have eyes and brains um, that we can challenge, challenge things. And we don't know, you know, we're not running labs, but um, that's just something that, um, which is why I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not getting it because it's unnecessary. So, I mean, that's, that's where, that's where I come from. But uh, Jay, you shaking your head. Are you, I'm in the same boat, bro. There is no way I am getting this vaccine. My family, none of my family would my child. Absolutely not. Like there's well, just I'm, no way. I'm going to say this. I just got back from the church and they highly recommended everyone wear a mask um, regardless of vaccination status. And most people were. And quite frankly, that's disconcerting to a person that's fully vaccinated like myself because I'm like, we're back to square one, unfortunately. And, you know, most people did have their mask on. There were some people that did not wear their mask. But it was like, well, this is the same thing about a year and a half ago. We haven't uh, really changed much. It has changed because now it's a choice, which is what it should be. And uh, but it's not. It's not a choice. They're make they're making federal government workers mandatorily get it, or then they have to get a COVID test like every day they come into work. Oh, once a That's week. Something. I was talking about Todd's. Was oh, is it? Oh, is it once once a week? Okay, once yeah. a week you still get. Well, yeah, but that's they, they don't know who has it. Why is that ridiculous? If you don't have it, Literally, they should be they testing. They should test enough. everybody once a week, no matter what. No. Why? Why? Why not? Do you want it spreading? Do you want it mutating? Do yes, need... I want. I want herd immunity to why? be reached. The reason why it's mutating is because you're vaccinating 
healthy people and then healthy because the vaccine doesn't even really work and only has a 50 to 70 percent efficiency that's where you're getting your mute your mutated because the vi- you'll always be chasing the virus the virus will always be ahead of the game and what you want is is the virus to turn into the cold you want it to turn into the flu where everyone's going to get it and it's going to be weak and and because the like a virus doesn't want to wipe people out a virus wants to be very infectious and it wants to um, not kill its hosts so it can continue living. But when you're vaccinating people and people with the vaccine are still getting sick, then now what? You have to create a new vaccine for that variant because that vaccine is no longer effective. And so you get into this huge circle jerk, right? And it's not anyone who knows um, like, how things like basically work understand you know um that that you're if people are getting a vaccine and they're getting it's like it's like when they get those super viruses in the hospital it's because they use too much of the um what was that shit they used to give us when we were kids the the bubble gum yeah the bubble gum medicine remember when it it used to get the antibiotics that tasted like bubble gum and now like that shit doesn't work at all because what well i was uh I know it was, it was a, I don't know if it was penicillin per se, but it was, uh, it was, um, something similar to penicillin. I forget. I just remember as a kid. And the problem is like shit like that doesn't work anymore because they used to give it to everybody for everything. And then what happened is, is now all the bacteria has become these super bacteria and you can't kill them. And that, that's kind of what's going to happen if, if, because the vaccine has been rushed out, the vaccine isn't a hundred percent effective you're going to run into these things where when the vaccinated people do wind up getting sick, the, the virus they're spreading is already immune to the vaccination that everyone else is going to get. And so it doesn't even matter if you're unvaccinated or not, you're going to get this weird shit. Right. And then here's, here's the thing. Jay brought up a point. I'll bring up another point. Jay brought up the point about all the illegals that are coming in. So that's how, you know, it's a complete, um, it's complete bullshit. This whole thing about the vaccinations and everything is a, is complete bullshit because if they really cared, the border would be locked down closed. and we'd be checking it or it would be closed. And, and, and that would mean the airports too. the travel would be restricted, right? We got the Indian variant yet. Indians can fly all over the world. Right. And here's another thing. Barack Obama is about to have his 60th birthday party with 625 people at his $14 million home at, uh, in, uh, what's that Cape Cod. Okay. Now I'm not saying this. You man, going, Gary? I, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to RSVP. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a few other things going on that weekend. But, uh, but my, my point is, is this: they're, they're gonna make the argument that everyone there is gonna be vaccinated, that everyone there is gonna be, you know, this, that, or the other thing. But we're getting told by the president of the United States, like Todd said, that vaccinated people have to wear masks. So I'm going to assume at Barack Obama's party, just like at Lollapalooza this weekend, that everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's going to be masked up and everyone's going to be keeping their distance, which we know is not true. So this it's all it's all nonsense. It's it's all um, crazy, crazy nonsense, which is kind of which to me. And and I don't mean and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You know, I'm just kind of curious. It's like. You waited all this time. You went through the worst part of COVID. And now we're at this stage where there's really a lot of questions and information about the vaccine. And now you decide to get the vaccine just for you to go down to Florida, to go to Disney World. You'll have your second shot and you'll still be walking around Disney World with a mask on. 
and a helmet no, and knee stuff. pads no, no, and no, elbow not, pads. Well that's, well, that's not true. It's uh, it's only like inside in restaurants and stuff. You don't have to walk around with a mask on. So, so you're gonna tell me that in a week's time, when Biden, when the Biden administration is talking about lockdowns going into September, that Disney World's gonna allow you to walk around its 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 area without wearing a mask? Fluid situation. Yeah, they they my, can change. You my buddy's know. been going. My my buddy's been going to uh, Disney. My buddy's been going to Disney quite often and regularly through the whole thing. He's fully vaccinated, but they still had him wearing masks absolutely the whole time. Um, I mean, they yeah, they definitely uh, loosened restrictions. But like he said, going into September, depending on when you go, you're going to be wearing a mask walking around Orlando all day. long. And so the whole point to get the vaccine was to read was to not have to do that. And you're just and I just. I, I what I just don't get like why makes you no sense. the whole point of the vaccine is to not get sick and die. Thank you, <laughs> That's but what it's the whole. 90, but there was a ninety percent recovery chance anyway. Not if I not, was not, higher for higher, but I was being generous. Generous. Yeah, that's if you're, that's if awful. You're if you're putting person, in ninety-two and dude, it's eighty-eight, if, if you're or a 90, healthy 98, person. You're not gonna die if you get it. If you're a healthy person, you're not gonna die if you get it. You're not, you but Neil, who are you going with? Neil, who are you going to Florida with? Um, with my family. Like, like your whole family, like your dad, your mom. Yeah, there's thirty of us. Right. So, thirty. So again, if they're if they're vulnerable, if they have comorbidities, then we all. I think we all. I can say this. Honestly, but, if there's a chance, but if there's a chance to get a, a shield on you from healthy, the vaccine yeah, that, that healthy, you don't get it and the and, and the breakthrough rate is is not that high a, a healthy, why not do it a healthy buddy of mine went to a concert in new jersey here and got covid and he's July, dead and he was in a hospital for a month he was in a hospital for four weeks okay that was, that because was covid of, and that was because covid of, affects everyone differently it does. How the fuck do I know it's gonna affect me? You smoke? Nah. Well, no. You smoke. You, you, smoke. Dr- you, you put smoke in every your chance lungs. I can. Exactly. See? You drink? But that's a medicine, qu- though. That's that's the difference. Marijuana is an approved medicine. <laughs> if you, <laughs> the smoke's not. That's why you use those edibles. Well, you know. You Neil, see, what, what? I got you my G right here. No, I just gotta. I just gotta ask. It's t- Todd. You, uh, uh, do you have another camera on the other side and you have your own FO going on? Got your shirt off, chilling, trying to make some money on the side, dude? Bro. Pop thought this was his only That's how I knew it was a party. Came strutting on in, I was like, oh, shit. Todd had his titties out for everybody. Only yeah, fans, I, baby. Let me. What's your OF? I'll send you five bucks, dude. <laughs> Look, look, all right, hold on. We're going to have to make sure we can help him. over there. It's like a sauna in my office here. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. It's a sauna podcast now. Shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's a hot 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 sauna. I'm not talking about the virus. (laughs) So I I just think that – I think that the – the virus itself is going to continue to mutate, but we should gravitate towards herd immunity. And again, it's got a you got a ninety nine point six percent recovery rate. 
the idea that it's a shield is not true because they're saying now that people are getting sick with the vi- with the with the vaccine. A, a low a low percentage, yes, a very low percentage. Okay, well, a vaccine is supposed to one hundred percent prevent. No, no, yes, it's not. It, the flu, okay. the flu vac- There's not one vaccine that's one hundred percent. Flu vaccine at least forty. Polio? I don't even think polio is one hundred percent. When's the last time you got polio, Pete? I haven't gotten. It. I, I I did look up, and there are have been outbreaks since the the vaccines come out. Yeah, well, not where people. Yeah, po- you get polio. I never had to get vaccinated no when he was a child, and then when he was in his thirties, he had to get vaccinated for polio twice. Right, two different times because they it came back around and they didn't understand it. What about measles? Still have outbreaks. You have outbreaks in places where they haven't gotten the vaccine. No, well, the, the it starts with people that haven't gotten the vaccine, and then it it gets spread to some to a child like they it happened in New York City. Kid what about West, tuberculosis? check people in prison for that shit all the time (laughs) because they don't get that because people don't get the tv shot yeah well that's how that's that's how but that's how but that's how it starts someone you don't but listen that's how it starts someone with out the 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 tv shot gets it and then gives it to everybody else and then it spreads that's how it starts that's how all those starts because the no. vaccine's not 100%. Yes. No. I okay. would say it's like, I would rather have some protection than none at all. Exactly. Exactly. But when but you're you're basically your vaccine so the, the vaccines that we're even talking about those other ones are for for children and that's when the that's when the virus becomes able to really infect children. Right now the virus can't They're infect corona their immune system's not as strong as a full-grown adult, but if you p- go put somebody in prison that has tuberculosis, you don't know who they're rooming with. They could have a compromised immune system. Then they're going into the, the infirmary and infecting other people that are that are weak. And then it, it just, yeah, that's how it starts. They have the vaccine, but their, their immune system's weak. But my point is, is that the... The vaccine, those are chi- early childhood vaccines you get after the virus has migrated into what they call like the pediatric area. The coronavirus right now, the first thing they even said was that it wasn't affecting children. So to vaccinate a healthy population does not make sense because later on you're going to have to develop a vaccine for when it does move into the child, the, the pediatric population. And they're working now on you're that right have now, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I sir, I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I'm just from the last year, last two years. I mean, um, I'm not, you know, and from my now whatever nope. reading it about it or whatever, it's all they really do is take the adult version and cut it like fucking the crack dealer cuts crack, they cut it down and they test it out on kids. Yeah, I'll, I'm not volunteering my kids. And to be fair, that's exactly what happened to me and why I can't even take this vaccine because the EPT test, the EPT vaccine almost killed me the first time to the point where the second time they couldn't even give me um, the the full dose of it. Like they had to take out either the EP or T, you know what right. I mean? And uh, I have high, high allergies. I had to get allergy shots twice a week from seventh, eighth grade all the way till we graduated high school. So I, I can't even take this one because it could kill me. 
No, I, I hear you. I was when I was first born, my mom got me, gave me sh- shots and vaccines and did all that shit. They did. She said something like six or seven of them at one time. I had 105 fever for three days. That's crazy. Give they, my sister's kids are uh, my sister has kids the same age as my son and they're in Connecticut and they, they, they'll go for shots and they'll get like five or six shots. Like you know, maybe gets one. No. Yeah. I, I told I, I cut I told, told my doctor like no more than one at a time. Me too. Oh. I spread mine out for my child as well. He only got one at a time. And and to be honest, some of them actually rocked him like straight rock. Right. It's a good night when he goes to bed at six and you get to stay up. Vaccinate the child. <laughs> Vaccinate your child. Well, I'm just I'm I, I, again. My again, everyone has now with the, I mean, the again, I, I, I'm confident in questioning this and I'm confident in the fact of not worrying about this because for 18 months um, I've been sick twice within the last 18 months, probably uh, actually with the, some of the symptoms of coronavirus, I'm not going to get a coronavirus that because of course you're not, of course you're not. Well, why, why should I just to know, just to see, just to see if you're going to pass it on to someone else that, that can't fight it off like you. I could give a, I could give you guys another decent uh, coronavirus uh, situation. So uh, Ooh, before uh, uh, you are the situation, I am. You have no idea, baby. <laughs> it's it's gotten so real. But anyway, so um, at where I used to work, I worked at the outlets over here in town. Um, obviously, you know, uh, high uh, high majority of the traffic there, especially pre pandemic in outlets, is Asian. Like straight from China, straight from JFK, there's buses that they take them straight, like in between flights. Sometimes they have two, three day layovers or they're just hanging out or they just got here on vacation. There's buses straight to these outlets. And one of them uh, happened to go to mine. And I'd say 80 percent of my customer base is Asian, like in my store personally, besides the mall. So um, I had regular nail store or something. No, no, I worked in a shoe store, actually. I worked worked in a European shoe store. You know what I'm saying? So they like leather. They love our leather because it's it's real. Um, But the point being, I had dudes, regular customers, buyers, a guy straight from Wuhan, originally from Wuhan. They were they were coming straight from China, all of them into the outlets before, during and after their outbreaks the whole time. Remember, their outbreak was crazier than ours in November and December, which is technically when my family got sick towards the end of November, which is when I was dealing with every one of these Asian uh, tourists that came in. But they were constantly coming in. Um, We got sick for about a week. My whole household got sick for about a week and we were fine. It hit my parents pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. My parents were down for about a week, two weeks. Um, Did they get tested? Uh, no, we never got tested because, this, again, this is no, in November before. Gotcha, gotcha, happened, gotcha. You know yep, yep, yep. So, so we didn't know. And so then after all that went down, um, that's how I think uh, pretty much, you know, once March came around and we kind of knew what it was at that point, that's when I think my family got some sort of variant for it. Um, have we been tested for it yet? Yeah, or yeah. No, I'm saying that's when we had a variant of it. So and. I definitely got immunity from it, 
But that whole time I was working with, you know, a guy who was going back and forth to said Wuhan when he could and a bunch of other people. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got sick that one time I was I was down for about a night. My kid was down for not even half a day. My older parents, 70 plus years old, were down for pretty hard for a week plus, maybe two at most. But then we were fine. You know, uh, who knows? I, I think I think. Well, basically, I guess the point of the story is COVID was here before we knew or the public knew anyway mm-hmm. what it was, you know, and and they, they knew. It was, they yeah, exactly. The government knew it was here. Everybody knew, you know, everybody important knew it was here well before then. It just we had a knee jerk reaction to it because, you know, there was a, a, a big argument as to what to do about it, how to do it. And, you know, all political you know, uh, political grandstanding about the situation, but it was definitely here before. And now there's no flu. So we've got coronavirus and now there's no flu. No one gets flu anymore. So we'll go on year three, no flu. Um, but people still get sick and it'll just be coronavirus. I mean, here's your question, Gary. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not in New Jersey anymore, but I mean, 600,000 Americans are dead. Why the is the traffic so fucking? The traffic is horrible here. I thought these people died. <laughs> what the fuck no. is going on? You mean no. forty-five minutes to go someplace? It takes five minutes in the winter. I mean, this is the worst summer ever for traffic. Ever, the traffic is fucking insane. And I thought all these people died. I get news alerts every day about all these people dying in New Jersey. That's all I have to say. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, when they do in the next couple of years, when they total. The amount of deaths like they do year by year, you're going to see that the on average, it hasn't changed. I mean, it's going to be the same percentage of people dying, generally speaking, year after year. You're not going to see this. Again, it was total propaganda by the Chinese government where they were showing videos of people dropping dead in the street and all this other stuff. You don't see it. This idea that they told us that we're. Okay. Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it's out there. No, I didn't tell you. I just said I never saw that. I would like to see that. Um, right now. Want to see people dropping dead in the street? I want to see the propaganda. Well, you can uh, also look up the videos of the Chinese government uh, sealing people into their homes during uh, the Chinese lockdown. I did see that. Um, so, um, this that was a total a propaganda win for the Chinese. Um, convincing the world that all you have to do is just scare chicken shit Americans. Um, you've had far worse pandemics. You had the Hong Kong, you had the Hong Kong flu, when, and then they went and had Woodstock. You've had these other um, uh, variants that came through uh, of, of viruses and pandemics. Again, this isn't smallpox. This isn't like... Uh, something where millions and millions of people are dying. If that was the case, obviously, uh, you know, we would have to change strategies, perhaps locking it down would make sense and things like that. But again, um, it's not to discount 600,000 Americans, but number one, I, I, I question that number. And number two, uh, especially when uh, 20 episodes, uh, I mean, Neil himself was rattling off stories about people being counted as COVID deaths and people what arguing with the hospital or getting attorneys or something like that to try to get that off the, because they're like my, my mom or dad, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, Neil, you can fix me in a second here, but you were like, 
you uh, someone you knew said their mom or dad was like 90 something years old dying of cancer and when they died they put covid on their fucking death certificate i mean that's like fucking bullshit um that's why i don't believe the government and that's why it's like this idea that 600,000 people died did 600,000 people die of covid we have no idea people were falling off their roof getting into motorcycle accidents and being 90 years old dying of cancer and they were calling all counting those as covid deaths so i qu- i really question the 600,000 I do. You probably get a better number now. Actually, to your point, Pete, you would probably get a better and more accurate count starting today about COVID deaths because the, because this idea that all these uh, hospitals are overflowing with COVID people again is also bunk because the Delta variant. They're even. I mean, even the New York Times says this. So that, I mean, that's got to tell you something. The Delta variant is highly infectious, but not as deadly. Right. I mean, even the New York Times will admit that. I mean, I'm so the New York to say just not to cut you off, but to agree with you, you know, I just said going to the hospital down the street here. Um, there was no one there. And then my brother-in-law works at um, the, the other one, Monmouth Medical, the next closest hospital. And he's been saying that all summer. So there's no he's like, we keep saying Monmouth County is a hotspot. There's no one in the hospital. Well, it's just it's just not happening. Yeah. So, again, I. I just to reiterate my point is like I'm like with Jay, I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't see the vaccine necessary. I'm not going to get it for my kids. I think if the vaccine is available, I don't think they should force people to do it. I think people who have comorbidities and are uh, in danger, I think they should absolutely do the research and decide whether or not they want to get the vaccine. I use Todd and his grandmother as an example. They would be quote unquote according to the inventor of the of the mRNA vaccine, the kind of people that should take the vaccine for that kind of half protection, but half protection on a healthy person is basically useless, right? It's that half protection that Todd and grandma are going for because there's other things that, that, that even if Todd and his grandmother got a very mild strain of COVID, whatever that is, COVID alpha or COVID beta or whatever, that still could kill them because of their other, issues right age being for grandma and some of the medical things that Todd has so I I don't understand like my pot why my policy or belief is like such out of the norm then 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 this idea that everyone has to be forced vaccinated I just don't understand it I mean and here's the other thing we can segue now into talking about on an international level with the with the vaccine passports you're starting to see riots in France you're starting to see riots in Germany. Um, you have all of these countries. You have Australia deploying the military to enforce lockdowns. And you have people in Australia that are rioting against uh, the Australian authorities. If, if, if the elite and the governments really wanted to keep power, they would just be honest. And they would just be honest about everything. And they would continue to run the countries and steal the money from us and rob us blind but they're overplaying their hands. They're using this virus again as a political weapon. And that's why you're going to see real, you're going to see real problems. And if they try to do that COVID passport stuff in the United States, you're going to see problems. What's the, what's the end game then? What, what, what is the big bad government? Let me me say something about that. For making people 
want to get the vaccine or forcing the vaccine or locking people down? What's the end game? Why are they doing it? I read it? one theory that I let me say this real quick. I, 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 who the fuck am I? I, I've always said that it was a, um, the, the Democrats use this to, you know, get Donald Trump out. And, um, and then as time has gone on and it's really, it got a little bit better, but now it seems to be getting bad again. I've, I kind of thought maybe, you know, I was way off with that. But then um, my, actually my boss, I said that to him and, and more articulately than this. And his answer was, well, it's still about politics because now the governors are up for a re-election this year. So it was like, now they realized the power that they had, you know, they saw what it did to change the presidency. Now they're going to use it to, for the well, well, state level. And I'll, that was his piggy, theory. I'll piggyback on the past, uh, past uh, vaccine passports on a local level here in Seattle, more and more restaurants are uh, making patrons coming in having to prove that they've been vaccinated. That they, <clears throat> I've seen more and more Facebook uh, messages and, and other messages from uh, <clears throat> restaurants saying that you can't dine inside unless you, you can prove that you've been vaccinated. And that hasn't happened before. That's taking one step further, further right? And I, 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 I Oh, and I would also add to what Neil's point was, which is you have a 2022 congressional election coming up and you have all of these trillion dollar things that uh, the party, uh, the, the Democrats want to pass. And I'm not going to sit here and beat up Democrats, dude, because the Republicans are just as bad. I mean, th this is not a Republican Democrat thing. It's an elite versus the, the regular people thing. Um because you just had 17 idiot Republican senators go and vote for one of the infrastructure bills that was up that'll probably get passed in the House. Um, and so I think, Pete, the question is, is what's the end game? I think the end game is, is control. I really do. I think it's, it's about controlling the population. It's about uh, restricting people, kind of building a social credit system that they have in China, but more um, it'll be more uniquely tailored for Western quote-unquote democracies. Um, you see this with the World Economic Forum uh, when they're pushing, like, uh, when you see BlackRock buying up uh, uh, all the real estate and turning uh, homes into rentals, you're seeing the real estate prices go through the roof. Um, I, I think the end game is, is just good old population control What the end game has always been. It's always been about power. And they've, they've seized on this and they're they're taking advantage of it. And it really doesn't matter at this point anymore if you're a Democrat or Republican. They love that. They love when when Democrats and Republicans are arguing about each other. Something. You're not watching. You're not paying what's attention. What's that? You said when right, exactly. Fighting, you, everybody's all divided. Nobody's paying attention to what's going on. Exactly. And they'll they'll have us fight over scraps and they use I, I mean, I'm a big believer they've used this racial stuff to drive a wedge in between, especially in the United States. Um, and I'm a big, I'm a big believer that, uh, uh and, and again, I, and I, and I don't say that lightly in the sense that there aren't issues to be talked about. Absolutely. But I feel that those conversations were a hell of a lot better five, six, seven years ago, um, than they are today because it's just a crescendo. Um, uh, and I thought, I, I thought at least in my lifetime with my, fr uh, even just in my group of friends, in my contacts and people that I interacted with, I, I felt that, um, you know, we were moving in the right direction. And when what I saw solutions for a lot of this stuff was mostly economic rather than, than racial or anything else. 
Um, and, and they are the elites again are twisting the knife with, in the economics piece, but allowing the racial conflagration to happen so that we, again, to your point, Pete, that, that it keeps our eye off the ball. Um, because all, I, I, as, as we're done fighting with each other, because you're this and I'm that, uh, we both look at each other and we no longer own our own homes and we both, uh, no longer own anything. And our kids are indoctrinated in state schools about uh who's a good person and who's not and there's a new morality and a new religion um being this secularized state and i think that, that kind of ties into it and i think they really love the coronavirus because they've gotten people to jump through hoops uh i want to go back to like what todd said you know todd todd's like i got the vaccine i go out and now i'm disheartened because everybody's going to put their mask back on. And what did everybody do? Instead of question, they just put their mask right back. On. Oh, yeah, I got to put the mask on. And, um, you know, if this was, I know we've had our, our back and forth. And and if this was a perfect world, yeah, Pete, absolutely. I, I would agree with you on a lot of things. You're like, well, why wouldn't you do it to protect yourself? Why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't we research this? And this is a new technology and this is a good thing. And, and, and when you take those things, um, like vanilla or, or i mean that's a better way like not vanilla but like in a way of like kind of separate from every all the politics i would say yeah pete you're right like why like bro i want to find new technologies to make it so people live healthier and live longer and all this but then on the other hand it's like you know bill, bill gates like sponsoring all this shit it's like bro he can't even make windows fucking run yeah. like i don't want him anywhere near a vaccine no. so um so i i, I kind of I don't want to be a dick about what I what you just said, but it, so you're what you're really just said to me. All that really resonated was you're just playing into the politics because that's why you're not going to take the vaccine. You, you just said it was a great idea, new technologies, but because it has this big political background behind it, that's why you won't stand by the vaccine or even try it or research. Well, it. that's. So uh, no, I uh, no. So that last statement is incorrect. I think they absolutely should research it. I think they should take as much time as they would with any other vaccine. I, I, I do. And I, if they do 10, 12 years worth of research and they have 10, 12 years of data, but the other thing too, is like, we're talking about pharmaceutical companies in the United States here. Um, you were, you made a joke before. I don't know if we were recording or if you, we were, about like you know like the pain pills and things like that um yeah. you've seen this the sacklers have made a billion dollars destroying the working class people of the united states as they're they, they're feeding the working class people of the united states basically heroin while they're shipping all their jobs overseas and the sacklers are big you know pharmaceutical people and they're not the only ones um and we were going back and forth and and look how much confusion there was today when you and I were having our, our, our argument, which, which I love, right. Cause it was both driving us to find like better answers, more information, more information, but it was like, look how confusing all those articles were written when we were trying to find, okay, what's the booster price. Right. And it was like, well, well saying that the boosters are only, you're like, well, it's only $6. And it's like, well, wait a second. No, they're saying that's the same as the, as the original batch, but yeah, the article titles, like what's, you know, oh, the booster price is going up. And then you and then you read another article. And it's like, well, no, they're talking about the booster in the 2023. And then you read another article and it's like, no, the shot is actually going to be an extra. They renegotiated the shot for an extra three or four dollars. So, I mean, even the media, um, again, 
there's you and I coming from different perspectives, trying to parse through all this information, but we agree on one thing. It's like so confusing and so watered down and convoluted that we can't even get a straight answer to try to figure out. I think in the end, we both agreed and you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the end, we both agreed that the shot itself is going uh, only going up like $3. That's still going to, that's still going to equate billions of dollars of profit for the pharmaceutical companies. And, but and was I, still said, less than their original agreement. Well, the original agreement was the nineteen. So this is so this is the point, and then you can you can tear this apart. So my my feeling is the reason why uh, Pfizer and Moderna were agreeing to give away the vaccine at nineteen dollars and fifty cents originally, right? Was that the idea was to get hundred percent vaccinated? Then them being always kind of greedy, they went back to the drawing board and was like, look how effective it was at first, because I think this was part of their strategy in the first place. So then they went back and they were like, oh, if you need more of those original doses, you're going to have to pay $24 now for the dose. And like most people are like, well, that's better than the on average $100, $100 price, right? So they renegotiated that till 2023. But I think the reason why they're really pushing for 100% vaccination is because they know the vaccines aren't very effective, basically, on the 50 to 70%, uh, the 100 day that they're good. They only give you the antibodies for 180 days. And I think Pfizer and Moderna know that at the end of 100% vaccine, when the coronavirus is still around, that's when they're going to cash in. That's when they're, they're going to drop the booster price. And the booster shot is going to be like 150 bucks. And that's where they're going to make all their money. And it'll be like a yearly booster shot. Everyone will pay the 150 At this point, what they'll do is the government will no longer contract the coronavirus shot. They'll basically flip it back over to your private insurance. And it'll be one of those things that you wind up paying for $150. And you got to get the booster, especially if they got vaccine passports and all this other stuff like Todd's saying where the restaurants want to see your vaccine. The next thing will be like, give me your booster card. I want to see that you got the booster because they're not going to allow people who just got the original shot in the restaurant anymore. It'll be like, I want to see the boosters. I want to see all this. And I think that's, that's part of the game plan to also make as much money as possible while, while you're in the pod, eating the bugs, getting your fucking booster shot every six months. I I got you on the booster cards, bro. I got them real cheap, real (laughs) cheap, bro. Same place There's going to print- be a black market for that. There's going to be a black I'm market. I'm already on it, bro. Same place that printed the Turn around. Just print them out off on your little piece of paper. Perfect. Same They're not going to be laminated. All those mail-in ballots right from China, bro. With the bamboo Guys paper? With the bamboo paper? Bamboo paper, watermark, whole Fucking nine, man, a ribbon. Dude. Real cheap. Real cheap for just the homies. Put your no QAnon doubt. t-shirt on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way smarter than QAnon. Okay. <laughs> bro, hey. I, I would take Mike Lindell up on his offer if you can prove all of his stuff is wrong. He said you get five million bucks. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, shit I, don't think, about, I don't think he's proven anything right, though. So wouldn't that just I don't know any. Wrong? I don't know any. Well, you well, you you couldn't know because he hasn't released any of his findings yet. That's why he's having that big thing in South Dakota. But I think uh, if you if anyone oh, with all the I guys know, that do the alien shows. The He's white hat, big, yeah. the white hat hackers and stuff. Yeah. Well, just... I mean, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He did. Here's the thing. And I know we've totally jumped off onto a different subject, it's but fine. 
Do it. Keep Lind- going. Lindell, I'm not, and I'm not Lindell's special pleader, but that dude has spent so much of his own money. Like I'm talking about, like tens of millions of dollars. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I think that I think that whole thing. I'm kind of curious. I'm just curious. I don't know what to think, so I'm not even going to pretend to have an idea of what to think because I don't know anything about those machines. Um. Other than I think we should go back to paper ballots that are hand counted. I think that's just an easy thing. But I, I, I but what I, what I think with Lindell is he's going to have that three day symposium or whatever in South Dakota. It's going to be live streamed, and he invited CNN. He invited all the big networks, and he told all the big networks that they could bring any hacker they wanted, any computer guy, any computer company with them. And they could all look into the data together. They could all tear into all the machines together. And I think that's, I think that's pretty good. And I, and, and, and Pete, you might be right. What if somebody shows up and they go, look, Mike, you meant you forgot to carry a two and minus a one and Joe Biden won by Hold 800 million votes. You're telling me he has control of voting machines right now. That he's, he's going to move the, from another state to a different state. I think what he has is all of the um, the data packets. Okay. So he's got all all of the data off the machines, and he actually has a machine. But it, I don't know if it's from a particular state or if it's a al- alternate machine. Pretty sure him. that's illegal for him to have even a machine that's been discommissioned. Why? Why is that illegal? Because then you can figure out how they work and do what you got to do and go back and find another machine. And Because because no, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Nobody rigs elections. Nobody. Nobody rigs elections. Nope. U.S. has been doing it for a very long time. Uh, Count the jelly beans they're, in this they're, jar they're, right here, please. You know, they're ta- count, they're ta- count the jelly, thought- how many jelly beans in this jar right here? Come on. I thought they were. Um, I thought they were talking about restarting recounts in uh, in your neck of the woods too. I haven't heard that. But why? I heard. Why would you? There, there were more flips hit, more seats flipped red in house, and and down down ticket. Why would you want to risk that? Because I want. I want to. I would rather. I would rather. Hundred percent transparency. Yeah, I would rather a free and fair election. And if the Republicans cheated there, then they yeah, should be yeah, just they should be held just as much trouble as 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 a as a Democrat Thank would. This, okay. Uh, um. I I want a free and fair election, Pete. I don't care if a Democrat wins. I want it free and transparent. That's not who wins is yep, not. That's not the that. problem. That's not the problem. If a Democrat beats a Republican in a transparent and honest election, that, that I'm okay with that. That means Republicans need to work harder on their messaging and policy and all the other things. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what like, wasn't transparent in this past election, bro? Come on, bro. I haven't been on the show. I I don't know what your thoughts are. I'm just here to learn your thoughts and understand you and and Todd. And is he naked now? Is that why his screen is off? Yes. Yes. And then, Todd has <laughs> taken his pants. Todd has taken his pants off. 
if he's not naked, I'm going to be disappointed. And 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 Neil, I, I'm I'm just here to learn your thought. So I'll ask what may seem like a stupid question, just to understand your thought process. Okay. Well, I I mean, I definitely think there was a lot of discrepancies in this last election because. I mean, uh, secret- it only stopped in the middle after it was like a landslide. <laughs> you know, you know, I won't even Where get into that. When did when, it stop? When they stopped when Fox- at like a midnight because of a water leak made. Yeah, yeah water leaks. I can't count um, mail-in ballots because of all this water. So one one precinct stopped. Okay. Come on. You, you, that doesn't draw you any questions. No, it does. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. There was one one instance of where there was like, all right, and it was a, oh, a urinal. Stopped Listen, count, everybody stop, stopped stop, counting. Stop. Let me finish. Right, my bad. Go ahead. But it was a water main break that they that that ended up being a urinal overflowing from lunchtime, like that that that's what the whole story was. So like, what really they happened? Still stop. They they still stopped but it counting. Was, but it but it was they stopped counting. But it was one precinct, and I don't think that that one precinct would affect everything else. It's the only one in question. It's not the only one in question. That's just that story for that, you know. Particular. Right. Right. And and so in, and in every state that they just so happened to stop counting, Trump was on the list. I don't know of any. I don't know Jay, of any I other won't states even, that stopped. Uh, or all, any all the precincts. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Pen, yeah, yeah. Pen, so Penn. So. Um, who was it? It was uh, Michigan, it was Wisconsin. All the states. Yeah, it was Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia. Uh, they that they had the that they stopped counting at three thirty in the morning, and then at four forty five they picked up the count again, and that's when the numbers changed. But I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not even gonna get into that. I, I, I'm just gonna talk about this one key issue that's indisputable, and the fact that states change their election laws and again you can you can blame i i totally blame the trump administration and the trump organization because mark elias and democratic ngos were very intelligent listen i'll say let me say this the democrats uh whether uh what whatever means of cheating they use it can be argued the way to prove the cheating could be argued um, they cheated and they won the election. And I, you know what I say to them? Hats off because juice, that's worth the squeeze. The juice, the juice was worth the squeeze, baby. And they took a chance and they, and they totally did a lot of crazy things and they got away with it. And I tell you what, that's not, that's not bad on the Democrats. That's bad on the Republicans because the Republicans knew this was coming. They knew this was coming two years ago. And, and, and it's, and then on top of all the coronavirus stuff, they knew it was coming and they weren't prepared for it. And I squarely blame this on Donald Trump because Trump from top down should have had his attorneys out fighting all these things when they were going around and they were having secretaries of state change election rules, when they were having uh, judges overturn previous election rules because of the coronavirus and everything else. And then at the last minute, flip back. And then at the last, and then at the last minute, the last second, flip back again. That's all. Trump could have absolutely. Isn't that what they're doing now? Way. Isn't that what the Republicans are doing now by changing all these laws and making well, it making, them, it, making it so an unelected official can then declare the winner? In no. some cases, that's not what they're doing. 
So the yeah, but here's the thing, Pete. The in the Constitution it says the legislatures control how elections are run. So if the legislatures are voting for all those things, then that is how the elections are run. Now, if they're changing election laws, that's the point, Pete, is that had the state legislatures passed all of those changes in the last year, then there would be no dispute. There'd be no arguments. You couldn't, you couldn't. You'd say, well, the legislature changed the law and that's, and in the constitution, the legislatures design and run the elections and they changed it. They said that you could fill in a mail-in ballot with a crayon for Joe Biden and mail it in and it would count as 10 votes because they changed that law in the legislature now, but they didn't. It was the secretaries of states and it was these judges that changed all the rules, which is not how you change election laws. So now whether or not you agree with what states are doing now, with what election laws they're changing and this, that, and the other thing, that's a whole nother argument. But the reality is, is the power rests in the legislature to change elections. And that's not what happened during Trump's election. And I blame Trump because they started a year and a half. What's before the, the mechanism? What's the mechanism for you know, just say um, New Hampshire changes a law here and the people want to fight it? What's the mechanism to fight it? You would you would you would elect or or get your legislature, led, state legislators. out. You would of go office. in front of a judge. No, you would have to change the elect the legislators. No, no, because that's what they're doing now. They're well, going to challenge all the law changes in well, front you of can the judge. You can, no, you can challenge the constitutionality right. using the judiciary, right. but the law itself would have to be... Yeah, but here's the thing. A, ju- a judge could rule that only part of the law is unconstitutional or, so, or other things. So the, the judge may make its ruling. It's still up to the legislature to change it because we've had things like when I was in Washington but State... But if they find is, it that it's unconstitutional, they, they, it's not going to become law. That's not necessarily true because there was something in Washington state that had to do with school funding. And even though the the legislature was being fined like $12,500 a day or whatever, Todd, you remember this with the whole uh, McCleary, the McCleary thing. And it took the legislature like 10 years to finally to fix it, but they still operated under the old law, even though the judiciary said you can't. Here's the thing. Andrew Jackson, Andrew, Andrew Jackson said it best. Okay. When uh, John Marshall overruled one of Andrew Jackson's uh, policies, he goes, John Marshall made his ruling, let him enforce it. Right. So just because the judiciary makes a ruling doesn't always necessarily mean it's enforced either. I mean, that's what always makes the constant, the idea of the constitutional Republic very fun. Because you have situations like that. Now, I'm not saying that's the norm. It's not. But the idea that the real remedy that you would have without going to the judiciary every time, because you would, I mean, I would argue that the judiciary is overused, abused, and shouldn't be brought into these, to these, because now you get the judiciary ruling on policy rather rather than ruling on constitutionality. But the, the problem is, is that the real fix, Pete, would be to elect legislators that would write a different law or write laws that would be more in agreement with right. what the people want. I, I get that part. I understand that part. But 
what's going to happen in the next few months is they're going to pull it right in front of a judge and the judge is going to rule on it one way or the other. That may, I mean, yeah, and it may be parts of the law, maybe the whole law, it may be, but what will happen is, is these judges will make rulings and it'll be policy-based and won't be constitutional. Because really, technically, if you bring a, if a constitutional question to a judge, the answer should be yes or no. It shouldn't, it, that should be the easiest ruling ever. It should be yes or no. Is this constitutional or not? Yes or no. Now, if it's terrible policy, it's terrible policy, but that's why you have uh, the legislature and you have the executive. That's the, the judiciary's only, the, the problem is, is you have when John Marshall instituted judicial review and that trickled down into all the state courts. And then you have John Marshall's ruling against in a case in, uh, that had to do with like Virginia, Baltimore, and Maryland, where he uh, the said, girlfriend? No, that's, I don't now know. Now it's a is. party. She hugged it with no shirt on. I think it's his girlfriend. Let me go get my money. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, I'm going to go get a beer. I'll be right back. That's a great Mandalorian t-shirt he was wearing, by the way. I, I Star like Wars is so cheesy. Most Americans don't know how election law works in this country. And that's the real problem. Gary is right about the legislature uh, setting the rules for the election. It's just people don't really realize that, how the Constitution works. They don't really know. We should just get rid of the damn thing. Just get rid of the whole thing because nobody follows it anyway. Well, usually we've got a, um, a shadow of the Constitution right now. You've said that before. So, you know, so, I, you, know. you know, so basically you're saying we're doing that right now. Uh, I mean, that's it. No, I mean, going, Franco? it's a great shirt, by the way. Pete. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. <sighs> Aren't you guys too old to watch Star Wars? But no, dude. No, absolutely no. not. I watch Bad Batch too. That shit's dope. Yeah, I watch it all. I'm sorry. Right? That shit's yeah, man. I watch that. Not the. What do you movie, do to entertain yourself, Gary? Uh, you can't I just argue with people. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I watch. Uh, I watch. What is for the week? <laughs> Yo, I just walked out there to go grab a beer and do my thing. That's for a whole nother my podcast. Kid fell asleep channel. on the couch watching uh, Fast Five with me. Walked out there, this dude's face flat on the floor. <laughs> I off the couch. Oh, did you pick him up at least? No, I left him the right bed? fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Oh. Anyway, yeah, so. So I, I, yeah, I definitely think there's some, there's definitely, there is a ton of discrepancies. I'm not going to talk about like moon bases and Chinese hacking and stuff like that. Cause I, 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 I have no idea and I, I have no clue with, with any of that stuff, but to say that, to say that elections were illegally changed or were changed in an unconstitutional process, maybe that sounds a little bit better to say that the election process was changed in an unconstitutional manner is not far from is 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 the most truthful thing to be said because even the wisconsin just the one thing alone in wisconsin where like 
they took the housebound mail-in ballots, which is literally for people who cannot leave their homes, and they told and that that everybody we, in for 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 the year of coronavirus. No, the state oh. of the state of Wisconsin specifically spells out what those types of ballots are for and who they're meant to be used for. What they did is. They just instead of, again, instead of going through the process and either changing the definition or adding an addendum, they just took those types of ballots and gate and mailed them out to everybody, which is 100 percent illegal in the state of Wisconsin. So that's why you're going to have trouble now to to, to your point, Pete, uh, just as much as a, a judge will throw out uh, the idea, the crazy idea that you actually need an ID to vote. These same judges will also throw out like when you go to Wisconsin, you'll be like, yo, they violated the law by mailing these mail-in ballots to everybody. You'll never get a judge to throw out 2 million votes. You'll never get a judge because that'll be, their name will be attached to that and you'll have people standing in front of their house for the rest of their lives. So the judiciary to me is a, is an unelected, um, it, it, the judiciary has become one of the worst things in this country. Um, uh, I think, yeah, it, it's become something in itself, um, and it no longer operates within its constitutional parameters. I think the judiciary is way out of control, whether you're talking about federal judges, state judges, um, anyone, anyone really, um, they've created a, a, a almost, um, a hey, unit, you, what? Bertie, did you know child support is unconstitutional? I didn't know that, but uh, I wouldn't get that shit. They don't give that shit to child. I don't get shit anyway. So. I'm just. <laughs> I wish I got why? child tell, support. Right, so tell me why. Uh, due process. There's no due process if you're forced to pay child support, and it's a judgment against you. Yeah, you could go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, child support would be awesome, but is it like seatbelt laws? Unconstitutional, technically. I don't know. I don't have those here. What's that? I said I don't know. I don't have those here. Really? No, eighteen plus. No, no seatbelt. I even got the little trigger in my car, so I don't have to put the seatbelt and listen to that fucking stupid thing. <laughs> I wear them anyway because I'm a, you know. Yeah. I'm a sheep. You, you drive that Cobra. I know. <laughs> you need to wear one. You, uh, Sorry you... for the segue, Gary. Sorry. No, that, no, that's fine. That's it. no, but that's no, again. Yeah, there you I go. Think, I wanted Jay to say this. Well, I mean, another example of the, you know, the rigged election was the ballot harvesting going on in um, Minnesota. All the Somalians, like in Ilan Omar's section, there were so many videos of the Somalians saying, like, the people from Somalia who came to Minnesota saying people would just show up and be like, yeah, give us your ballots. And, like, if they didn't, the second time they showed up, it was going to be bad. The ballot harvesting was out of control. Isn't that what they did to people at Ellis Island? Like, they, they got them a house, they put them upstairs, and it's been going on for decades around there. Yeah, but that. That doesn't make that doesn't mean that's doesn't, good. Doesn't, right. doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't make it right. But I'm just no, saying, like no, it's not. I, you know, I'm sure ballot harvesting goes on on both sides. But again, that's another reason why it, this election in particular was a little fishy. And 
the, the our elections need to be transparent i think more transparent on everybody's side so everybody's happy you know what i mean yeah so we don't have to have <laughs> but, these types of arguments in the future for future generations but, not to worry about the detection of our you know elections who's it need to be transparent to because you know like i like just the example i just said it's been going on for decades like like I, Who's it got to be well, transparent I would, for? <laughs> I mean, Pete, Pete, you won't find an Pete, you won't find an argument for me. I actually, I loathe democracies. I think they're stupid. So, I mean, if you want to get rid of democracies altogether, I'm with you. Let's you, do it. You want a king? Um, or, I would or a dictator, or how do you want to do absolute, it? Rich Ross for president. For king. King. For king. Rich for king. For Prime king, minister. and then my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and here and here's the thing. I mean. Who's going to be David? Who's going to be David? Well, I'm just saying. I just want to be the court jester. Okay. Hired. Todd, who's going to be David? I'll be David because I I, uh, fight for uh, Israel and the Jewish state in this uh, podcast. There you go. The first, first elected king right there. There you go. Oh, no, that'd be the second. You don't elect kings. The Jewish, the Jewish, um, the Jews did. They elected their first king. First rule, no shirts. Right. <laughs> Yo, tits off for the boys. And people don't even realize that money makers. The United Sons, States guns, is not even a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. And I keep having to tell people that. And almost no one knows that. But it's more than just a constitutional. It's a constitutional federal republic. That's actually te- that's the actual government we run under. To voting is just for fun. It's it, voting. <laughs> voting has um, voting should not be uh, the idea of one man one vote is a terrible idea. To be honest with you, because um, that is a very uh, that is a small d democratic idea which is not what our our republic was founded on you had pockets of democracy um but they were meant to be contained within the representative bodies which was the house um and not the senate the senate was supposed to be a so that's i mean that's where i always get into repealing um i think it's the 17th amendment i know i know i want to repeal the 17th and 19th no, no, the 14th is um, what, 13, 14th, and due 15th process. had to do with slavery. And due process. Um, uh, I thought due, pro- due process was... Uh, the 4th. The 4th and the 14th. Um, but the I know the I want to get rid of the 17th and 19th, which is the direct election of senators and allowing women to vote. But... Uh, <laughs> But I don't. And we've I hit don't. our uh, hour and a half mark, everyone. Have a good night. All right, Gary. By the way, always knows who had to ruin a party. Just like my father, by the way. Just like my dad. He, and he, he was, was an amazing man. He was not in favor of the 19th Amendment. I'll tell you that. He, a man wise beyond his years. Um, right. Good tell no. to your wife. Oh, I do all the time. It doesn't get me a lot, and it doesn't get me anywhere very far. But I'm surprised I didn't got you a black sure. 
Yeah, I'm sure when she goes and listens to this episode, she'll have a giant eye roll for me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I, no. On a serious note, I, I think the Seventeenth Amendment should be repealed. I think the senator should be elected by the legislature because I think that's a check um, that the states could use on the federal government. And once they remove that check and had a direct election of senators, it it it, it took more power away from the states. And I'm a states I'm a states rights guy. Todd knows this. Um, we argue all, all the time about the Civil War and things of that nature. Um, but I am a diehard states rights guy because I really truly believe in um, self determination. And you know, self determination doesn't always necessitate a 100 percent uh, moral. Um, what at least in 2021 a moral um, uh, what am I? What am I looking for? It, it it doesn't always mean that everything is going to be like one hundred percent perfect. But I believe that um, that states' rights are, are 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 far more important than the rights of the federal government. I think you, you, the local the localities know best for people, and I think those should be strengthened, and the federal government should be reduced in their power. That's I mean that's that's pretty much conservatism in a nutshell, but you know, but, um, so you want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying you would take, so what you're saying is my you, Jordan Peterson you right take, now, you would take the individual over the country. Hey, do you know what, um, what Gary thinks of the Civil War? I, I don't know. I don't want to go there because I'll just hang up on him. <laughs> like, let's not. Well, how, how so? <laughs> I mean, why would you hang up on me? I don't know. I'd yeah. rather I've told you. I've told you. If we were all in the same room. I've told, I've, I've told you. I, I've, told, no. I've told you my th- thoughts on the Civil War. Did you know, Pete, Pete. Why would I get hit? I don't know because I don't know your thoughts, and I, I, I'm just kind of scared what they are. He thinks that the freeing the slaves was just like a, um, a distraction for what they were really trying to get get done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, use, the, they use slavery as a as a I'm not as a tool as a tool as a mule for their their overall objections to keep the union together. Which yes. is. I'm all for keeping the union together. The country wouldn't be what it is today. Uh, I agree. I don't think the country... Wait, wait. uh, Let me rephrase that. I wouldn't be where I would be right now if they did not. I would also disagree with that. I don't... How? How would you disagree with that? (laughs) (laughs) Because because had had the Confederacy won... I don't think I, I think slavery may have lasted a little bit longer than yeah. it than it than it did, but I don't I don't think slavery because Jefferson Davis was already talking about getting rid of slavery towards the end of the Civil War. They were already the Confederates were already having those types of discussions, but Jefferson Davis put it off until and this is something that you can look up like in his private letters. Like, yeah, there was guys like Vice President Alexander Stevens who was absolutely a pro, like thought slavery should, you know, go on fucking forever. 
But there was there was other Confederates within the Confederacy that knew that it was an untenable thing. So there there was there were other Confederates who did not believe that slavery would last as long. Yeah. So instead of eighteen, well, slavery really didn't end until eighteen sixty six when the Indians finally gave up their slaves. Uh, that's when slavery really ended. You know, um, they had white and black slaves. Uh, no, we're talking about black slaves here, Pete. Not white white slaves. We're talking about black I, slaves, no, okay? They had, they had both. They had both. I know. I know. The Indians were slaves, and then fucking the Chinese were slaves here. There's all kinds of mixed up people in this place. I'm anyway. An I'm an indentured servant, that's for sure. The bank's <laughs> got the mortgage company's got me. Um, the I mean, mine's all gone. They they would make they would make the argument. I would make the argument now. You're probably in a worse form of slavery than chattel slavery now, because at least how's that? I don't I don't even. I do what I want when I want. I don't have to pay anybody anything. I own my car outright. I own my home outright. You don't own your home outright? Hell yeah, dude! Motherfucker! <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have, to have any car payments. I don't have any car payments. Hey Pete, stop. Pete, stop paying your property tax. Huh? We'll see. We'll see where I, you wind I, up. I gotta pay my property tax today. My kids gotta go to school. How the fuck you? So pay just pay. So How just pay to go to private school. Uh, Why not just? I don't like private school. I don't like you, St. Rose fuckers. I didn't go to St. Rose. No, these two, they do. You don't like me? I, I, I didn't I like you, When I didn't like you, I, I didn't know you. I just thought you were a fucking bunch of pricks and fucking ties. I didn't like very many people in St. Rose either. To be <laughs> but, but to know us is to love us, Pete, as you do. How the fuck you pay your house off already? I still don't like some people Rose die. People, people die person. and leave you money, dude. Really? Yeah. That's great, though. Not the people. Die. Yeah. So that I mean, but that's. Uh, you don't have a mortgage. That's. I can't imagine my life would be like if I don't have a mortgage. But like, if you, were, if you if you weren't if you weren't in New Hampshire, where the where the laws are favorable towards, um, uh, what's it called? Hold on, I'm blanking here. Um generational wealth and passing generational wealth on like if you were in new york or something like that or even back in new jersey they would have taken a big ass bite out of that before you got it i'm sure they still took no no we shut it up they had it set up right for the most part um it all went through um a trust a trust yeah yeah and but they're trying to change those laws pete i mean so now that they can Right, and, 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 and they want to get days, but that's what I'm. But that's what I'm talking about. It's like that. That's like. But any, but anyway, uh, so so yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think my position. Um. I don't I don't think my position is too, like too crazy on the on the so I just think that the Lincolnian nationalism was far more detrimental um, in keeping the union together than. It, it was against what the founding fathers would have believed in. So, because what makes what makes Lincoln different than the British monarchy? Forcing those people into something that they didn't want to be in. Right. I mean, it's no it's no different than if King George the Third was forcing 
all the colonists back into Britain. That's the same. It's the same idea. So, well, but anyway, it's not. To be, to be fair, Listen, how is it not? Because that's a king, and they're saying they don't want to fucking pay for a king on the other side of the country. They want to govern themselves, and we elect ourselves. Yeah, and they want so, and they and wanted so to so govern forth. themselves, and they wanted right. to elect who they wanted to elect. Who cares whether it's a president or a king? They didn't want to be part of the union anymore, so why can't they leave? It had nothing to do with fighting against the union. They didn't betray the union. They just didn't want to be a part of the union. Wouldn't it? When, different. So, so if your wife leaves you, that's not a betrayal. That's a betrayal. That's still a betrayal. No, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah, you can't go kill her, but yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So then I can go physically force you, my wife I'm back. Your boss and so I, I can go physically to... force my wife to come back. At yeah. one time, you news. could. At if one I'm your time, boss, you could. And I send you somewhere else to like start another franchise somewhere and then you figure out that you can make way more fucking money by leaving me and going and doing it on your own or that you just don't want to answer yeah. to me so, well yeah then, then you did betray me you wouldn't be there if not for me that is betrayal you're stealing from me it's a bunch a bunch of uh rich white slave owners decided they didn't want to pay their taxes anymore so then it's the same thing as King George and Abraham Lincoln, then. My point. To be fair, Thomas Jefferson did have an impassioned uh, portion of the original uh, draft of the Declaration of Independence, I believe, uh, against slavery, but they had to take it out because they didn't think it would pass. Uh, so they kicked the can down the road. So there were... Well, that, I mean, that... There yeah, were Todd, that's what like, fathers that wanted to take slave yeah, and that's and that's a great point. They, you know, unfortunately, they kicked the can down the road, and later on, even in their writings, they said they knew that this, they knew that eventually, it was going to cause a problem. They, I, I think that you you could say that one of Jefferson's probably greatest regrets was not nipping nipping the slavery question in the bud in the beginning, because yeah, absolutely. Uh, the founding fathers absolutely were torn um, between it. Um, I, I've, I visited Monticello. I know we're kind of really getting off. And then uh, I guess if we want, if, if I, I'll, let's say this. Um, what What's the last, uh, what's the last thing? Does anybody want to talk about anything in particular? Because I know we want to try to keep this under the time. So I, was I something I dropped this. in that little chat. What was it? I can't see it. I know you're on your phone. I'm looking right now. Uh, Why isn't Birdie on the chat? So I don't know when Birdie. Uh, I want to yell at. No, no, never mind. I don't want to talk to Birdie. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to yell for me because I would like to hear about Monticello. Yeah. Oh, well, I was, I, I was going to say one of the fascinating things um when i went to monticello was um i didn't realize this but the type of of slave work depending on what state uh you were in was really varied and jefferson had a lot of uh tradesmen so a lot of his slaves were actually tradesmen like blacksmiths and tailors and things like that and (laughs) 
he would let them leave for like months at a time to go work at other places because he was so broke um, that they they would leave and go work in other places and then come back and actually give give money to Jefferson for his like estate and shit like that. I just thought that was like really fucking fascinating because what you get told all the time, right, is like as soon as a slave could, they'd run off, right, and that and that wasn't necessarily the case. It's that I don't know. system, 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 that whatever. Because well, I, I, I don't syndrome. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was Stockholm syndrome. I don't know if it was. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what kind of relationships these people really had. But what it made me think of is to question some of the dynamics that we've always been put on to what exactly. And again, this isn't. Don't don't take this in in a way that it's not. But like I just kind of question then some of the narratives that were always given about what exactly transpired during slavery, like what, Oh, what happened. And that just, that leads me again to question. And I think that's why, again, when you go back and you look at the private writings of some of the, even the Confederates, why they also knew that slavery was never, it was, they were like, it's, it's going to end, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. This isn't going to last forever. And I think there was really moves towards the end of the, towards the civil war, even the Confederacy had, um, uh, had brought um, uh, blacks in and guaranteed their freedom for service to basically the Confederate States, whether as laborers or even as, um, I don't know if they were soldiers, but they definitely brought a lot of uh, black Confederates into the army who actually fought against the union. Um, So yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, and, and the problem is, is like you can't even have these. I, I think the bigger issue today is you really can't even have these, especially in this climate in this year. You can't even have conversations like this to really go back and, and, and understand the full 360 degrees of what actually was happening in that time period. And it's I'm not looking and I'm not one to look for justifications. I'm, I'm like what you said before, Pete. Right. I'm asking questions because I want to understand. I right. want to understand why you would do, uh, why you would have slaves in the first, like what, what was the, what was the, the economics behind it? What drove it? Okay. How did they get here? Who that. sold, who, who sold, who sold them, who sold them to these people? What, what were they doing before they got sold? What, you know, like, let's ask all these questions. And the problem is, is like, you can't even, you can't do that today because there's, there's too much politics involved and there's, there's, why can't you do that today? You don't know. Well, you I can do. I mean, I can do that. It. Most slaves were were captured in in their own country by other tribes and then sold to to slavers that then transported them. It was a huge operation starting in Africa. How many how many slaves were transported to the United States from that slave trade? How many total slaves? Do you I know? Do you want to no take idea. a take a I guess? Would, I would have take no a idea. guess. Yeah, a take a guess. Million. Okay, couple million. Anybody else got a guess? How many slaves from the slave trade came to the United States? Take a guess. Nobody's got a guess, Neil. Just I know throw a number out. Million slaves were brought in through New Orleans. I don't know where, what exactly what moment in time you're talking about, but I know there was a couple million. A slaves. couple of million were were brought from the slave trade into New Orleans. I just said I don't know. I don't know if there's different parts of the. I don't know exactly what the slave trade. If that's one particular point in time i don't know but yes New Orleans. Well, around 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 half a million slaves were brought to the united states through the slave trade 
And then obviously with the slaves being there, the po population grew. They grew the population. Do you know how many slaves went to Brazil during that time? So the I amount of slaves that came through the slave trade to the, to the Americas was 12.5 million. What? Where is that? I just looked it up online. Is it New Orleans? Is that New Orleans? The whole country, the whole fucking country. Whatever the statistic, whatever this the number is in New Orleans, I was blown away by the number. It's absolutely insane. Millions. Twelve million. Wait, twelve million for all the Americas, or twelve million just for the United States? Because there was twelve million slaves total in the United States. They came. Oh, I'll re. I'll re word him. Plural. That would be Brazil would be in there, wouldn't it? Yeah, Brazil. Yeah, and Brazil had like five times the amount of slaves come to their country than we did. And Brazil was also the last country to end slavery in the Western Hemisphere in 1888. Those bastards. And uh, England's favorite country, uh, Gary's favorite country, England, did it back way back in the 1730s, I believe. So they were way ahead of the game than the United States were. Or maybe 1740s. No, I thought it was the 1830s. Oh, I'm at, uh, yeah. oh, yes, yes. So I, I, my, my point was, yes, you're right, 1830s. It was 30, 40 years before our Civil War, before we did. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, and then the uh, it's funny because all the Arab countries in northern Africa. Sorry, so that, that number is 10.7 million to the United States. 10.7 million to the United States through the slave trade? Through the slave trade. How many? So how many to Brazil then? Um, I didn't research that. I'll look it up later. No, look it up now. Okay, hold on. Doing research on fly. Either way, Gary, that's, that's, that's ten million, not not five hundred thousand. That's that's not what I saw. I'm going to try to find the thing I saw because it was two and a half million to Brazil and and uh, five, which isn't five times, it was like three and then a half. It was over two and a half million. I think I sent that. I think I sent it to you guys. Oh, that's from. No, I'm talking about from the from the Atlantic slave trade. That's from between 1525 and 1866. That's counting everything. Keep looking it up. Um, so it's saying that about 10 million uh, were shipped to Brazil. So they had 10 million to the United States, and 10 million to Brazil. It said 10.7 million survived the Middle Passage, disembarking in North America, the Caribbean, and South America. I, got it. I, I, I had a different article. Let me go back and grab that for you. So this says, some scholars estimate that 60 to 70,000 Africans ended up in the United States after touching down the Caribbean first. So that would bring the total to approximately 450,000 Africans who arrived in the United States over the course of the slave trade. And by the way, slavery is bad. Why? Why just, even just say like that? Drugs, just like drugs. Why even? Why even say that? Like, do you do you feel like if someone were to listen to this, Todd, they would assume that you agreed with slavery? 
Because you told me <laughs> off the line that you told me off the line, Todd, that you secretly agreed with slavery and you That's... wish that you could in, that you could go back to your Native American ways on your on your war pony and, and gather all the slaves back up that were taken from you. Who wasn't even in the right government. <laughs> I've heard an urban legend from the Native American peoples that we they tried to enslave us, but because we knew the land, we knew what what plants were poisonous. So a lot of us just died that way, and we were we weren't going to do that. So they were like, "Okay, well, that's not going to work." That's a that's an urban legend. I can't stand it, but I've heard it before. Uh, I've heard I've heard the same from my from my family. Um, Dave McKern, they would rather kill themselves than be slaves. The Africans thought the same thing, but the slavers uh, were able to trick them and tell them, literally, this is where zombies came from, that they would be, they would not die, they would work the land for eternity as a zombie of some kind. I've never heard that before. Is yeah. that true? That's what I heard. Oh, you definitely got to send that one. Send me that link. I just dropped you gotta the. Feed, I, you got to feed them a lot, you know, live human beings. How do you feed them? All right. And fucking before I saw that, what are you going to do? Uh, not be a zombie? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, all right. One last topic so we can finish up here. What do you got? Anybody? Well, I mean, we can. I mean, Todd, we can can go back and forth about the merits of slavery. You being obviously a pro-slavery guy, and everyone else, and everyone else agreeing that slavery is bad. Tell us why you want to bring slavery back, Todd. Yeah, Todd, tell us why you want to bring slavery back. Tell, tell us. Who would you enslave to? Is there a particular group of people you would enslave, Todd? Motherfucker. Well, I'll, I'll, keep that to, I'll, I'll keep that to myself. That's going to be the tagline for this episode. Todd wants to bring back slavery. Yeah. Review the news, episode 47. Well, I will. Gary, you can't see your phone, so but definitely check the last uh, link I dropped in there. Yes, I, I saw the thing. It came up on my text, and I, I don't think I'd ever read the, anything from the Atlantic, but I'll, uh, I'll humor you. It's not just the Atlantic. It, it was just the first one I, that popped up. I, I read it um, on something. I think it was Forbes or something like that. All right. Well, I, I could talk about the DOJ trying to uh, – uh, they're suing Texas because they, they're not letting Texas and enforcer state border so you've got that yeah they did that last time with jam brewer in arizona when she went and they t- i think we talked about this she went and took the federal immigration law like basically copied it on a uh, copying machine and then passed it as arizona state law and then started enforcing it and the obama administration was like you can't do that because it's uh it has to do with foreign policy and states can't do anything with foreign policy um, and then, yeah, so that's basically the argument they'll make. But I think, I think you mentioned that last time that they're going to build the wall 
So basically what they're doing is they're getting around that. Either their Texans are going to fund a wall that's like in Texas. So they don't have to worry about it being on the border. So that's how they're going to get around that. And then basically Greg Abbott signed an executive order that says you can't transport illegal immigrants on like their highways or something like that, which is like they're, they're screwed now. The federal government just take their back roads. No, that would mean any state road. So, I mean, the only thing the federal government could do basically is just say you'll, you won't get any money for highways, right? I mean, that's what I would think the counter would be. But they're going to sue and it's going to go to court and yada, yada, yada. Well, I, he, uh, Abbott did say that he does not want any COVID-19 infections coming through the border. Hey. Happens all the time, it seems like. I know, and Neil's getting the second vaccine. We don't want one of those, you know, Neil to run into one of those illegals dressed up as Mickey Mouse at Disney World. And I'm going to give you a eulogy, Gary, when you die from coronavirus. Don't you worry. Oh, when I die from coronavirus, I want my wife to be out. I'm going to talk about telling slavery. everyone. No, I, I want. <laughs> I'm going to talk about women's rights to vote. It's gonna be yeah, great. tell her, one tell minute. her, I'll, I'll treat her right, and I'll let her vote. <laughs> I'll let her work and all that shit. She can come here to when, New Hampshire. When uh when I die from coronavirus, I want my wife to go out to the TV shows and be like, my husband begged, begged for the vaccine when he was dying of the coronavirus so she can grift and make a lot of money off of my death. So I told my wife I definitely want her to like take like just be one of those people now that like come out and go, Yeah, Bob was the whole time was like really not into the coronavirus. But he begged with his last breath out of his coronavirus-filled lungs for the vaccine. And it was just too late. It was just too late because Bob doesn't know how vaccines work. He's never gotten a vaccine for anything else before. He just he was just born to, to be 54 years old. He, he doesn't know anything. He's never opened a book or watched a TV show. So he has no idea how vaccines work. So as he was dying his last breath, he begged for the vaccine, begged for it. And that's what I want my I want my wife to say. Gary begged for the vaccine right before he died, and he wants everyone to know that they need to get vaccinated in the eyeball, so it goes straight to the brain, so that everyone can feel great. Urethra, Gary. Hey, Gary, you're just like a little bit much. We get it. You don't want to get vaccinated. Your choice. That's fine. You're that's my eulogy. Every, you're just going to get tested every week for the rest of your life. I want the uh, I want the anal test like the Chinese were given to all the American diplomats when they came over there. You saw videos of that when they were making a. They said they it. had a new, they had a new coronavirus test that they'd stick a, a Q-tip up your butt. I want I want only if it's a female that does it. I'm in. Whoa! A little a little pegging, a little pegging action Whoa. for Jay. Oh, a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> Jay wants to get Jay wants to get pegged with the coronavirus test. <laughs> I don't know if it's pegging if it's a Q-tip. <laughs> and on that note, better not be one of the baby toothpick um, Q-tips. Be the regular ones. Do you want to talk any uh, any Olympics or anything, Todd? Since the Olympics are going on in uh, Tokyo. China. Yeah, I'm actually watching the Olympics. Tokyo, China, Gary. you're an asshole. I'm like Gary, you know, Team USA making a comeback in most sports. I really yeah. enjoy it. Although I did 
I did see on Fox News that uh, 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 kids on college campuses are rooting for people and not countries because I've heard they're not proud to be an American anymore. So there's that. But but yeah, I'm I'm into the um, Olympics. I've been watching it on NBC, but up here we also get the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, so CBC. So. I get better coverage that way. So, so, so you know, um, you know, go Team USA. USA won all the golds in shooting, and that's all that matters. So, you know, it's, it's a good Was it the Russians? <laughs> skeet, skeet. <laughs> it wasn't the Russians, was it? <laughs> oh, I, I, I saw... Uh, that chick, that female gymnast, uh, pull out of her fifth what, event. Why she do that? I, I support her. She's She's mentally I have, unprepared. I have two opinions about that. Um, like I think first things first is I, I think they put too much politics on her. And I think that's where a lot of this unknown pressure came upon her because I think all, with all the politics that's going on, they basically threw her in the mix. Uh, obviously her being a black American. Um, sexually to molested by the U S well, gymnast. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, Pete. Hold on. Let me, let me say my thought and then you can agree or whatever. But I, I think I think that was where a lot of the undue pressure was coming from. I think, um, you know, unfortunately, number two to be taken honestly is she quit on her teammates, and we shouldn't be celebrating that. Um, I, I think, um, like that is something that shouldn't be celebrated. I think that if she hadn't had all this undue, I, and I really think it's, it has to do with the politics of the moment all that pressure on her to be a spokesperson, to be this representative of all this other just crap that has nothing to do with her being a gymnast. I really think that contributed. And the third thing that Pete just brought up is Larry Nasser should be executed. He, he, for harming all of those girls, oh. Oh, like, like Simone, like, like Simone Bob. So, so I absolutely 100% agree that that man shouldn't go to jail. He should be under the jail. They should execute any pedophile and molester. Absolutely, he should be a, he should be vaporized off planet Earth. Stone. Um, and I and I and I and those are the three things. And I think those are three three different thoughts, right? I mean, I think she should take responsibility for not wanting to compete because she did practice. She got into there in the first place, and then she's let her teammates down. There's no there's no doubt about that. But, okay. But, all right. So wait. Let's just say. This squad right here, we're all competing in the the smokers champ, whatever, right? I'm the lead fucking the only smoker. thing we could compete the in. Only, uh, the only thing, right? Wait, why are you the lead smoker? Just let me, because I am. Okay? Listen. But I got, I have a problem. I've got this, you know? I, I, I Mentally, I can't, I can't smoke as much. But but it's it's a, a a team sport and an individual sport. So 
I'm I'm gonna bow out and let my teammate shine. Birdie's gonna go in there and he's gonna smoke all these fools, right? She's step she she knows from practice and talking to her people that she can't perform. If you watched any of her training stuff on YouTube, you you can see her trying to practice. She just can't land anything. And I've been training for this moment all my life. Right. I've well, been pre- I've been my, my for this moment. My feeling my feelings with that is if that was the case before she got to the Olympics, then she should have given up her spot and taken care of herself. The fact that she took that spot went to the Olympics, competed she, in that first she didn't event. Get it until she got there. It's not like the it's not like it's the flu, Pete. You just don't pick it up. Yes, you do. Kinda, <laughs> it's a mental thing. You get Pete, there, you start practicing, uh, and then you don't hit anything. She's not hitting anything at at whatever. whatever. Yeah, so, I, again, and, and I'm not and I'm not trying to make light of the fact that uh, she hasn't had traumatic experiences i mean also her brother being uh or murdering those three people um and being on trial yeah yeah you didn't know about that no why would you it's not her you don't hear about murders every day unless it happens in new york city you don't you don't think that's uh i mean you don't think that would be a huge factor weighing on you too like that whole isn't he innocent until proven guilty well, they he they uh, he was acquitted on a technicality. The prosecutor uh, fucked up paperwork, and they were they had to release him. But yeah, he every everyone basically everyone knows he killed three people, and they just got away with murder on a technicality. So it happens. Look at I love OJ. the American judicial love, system. Love me some OJ. Well, I think. Well, I, if you want to talk OJ for a second, I think no, OJ no, was like, an act- like orange juice in, in the morning breakfast. I'm just messing. Yes, OJ Simpson. <laughs> well, no, I think I think OJ is the perfect example of of economics trumping over any kind of uh, racial thing. Like OJ, I mean, it bankrupted OJ, but OJ spent millions of dollars on the best attorneys possible, and right. he, he got off. And anybody in his position would do the same, and they have nope. <laughs> no no disagreement, none. <laughs> I agree a hundred and ten percent with you. Yes. Justice is blind. It just has its hands out. Yeah, well, that's why it's got the scales, right? You just right. got to fill that one scale. Fill that gold, one scale. More, <laughs> more, more gold coins than the other. That's right. Justice isn't, isn't blind. It's green. That's what it is. No, no, no. It's blind. It just knows where the scales at. Put that money on it. I'm telling you. You ever, you, ever, you ever drive black while poor in, in Jersey? Forget to pay that fifty dollar parking ticket. I've driven, uh, I guess, white wall poor, and I've had to pay that fifty dollar mm-hmm. parking you ticket. Not say those words. One thing you were not. Well, not me. Well, my family wasn't, but I was at the moment. <laughs> right. Right. The moment. <laughs> that though, with that college moment. Did you go? Did you go, did you go all the way to county because you didn't have because you had a warrant for a parking ticket? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we came and got you. Right. Thanks. Appreciate the ride. <laughs> well, if we had the fifty bucks, we would have gave you that too, but we didn't. So I got the parking ticket driving you guys around anyway. <laughs> 
What? What? No, I wasn't Parker in the car when you got that ticket. I'm, you guys, like the whole crew, all fifty of us or twenty five of us or whatever it is. Hey, I was the one. I always gave you gas money. Don't be breaking my balls, Gary. Uh, gave anybody shit you broke? You're the cheapest motherfucker. Or what are you talking? About? <laughs> I ain't breaking anybody gas money. All right, let's get let's uh, move yeah, on okay, here. Okay, let's change the yeah, well, let's gas money. Let's go around. Let's go around. Let's ride that Cobra. All right. It is turning one o'clock. I'm going to bed. All right. Any final thoughts then before we go? No, it was a fun show. And uh, I, it's uh, like four or five guys are talking, talking Appreciate like it. at the bar. I love it. <laughs> Four or five guys. Oh, you gotta wear a shirt. You gotta wear a shirt at the bar. Hat, shoe, shirt are required in public places. I like. I like. With, I like that, Todd does with, with vaccines. Todd. Todd does a sur- and clothes. <laughs> I, I, you gotta at least have a mask on if you're gonna be sure. <laughs> Todd, Todd did a Todd did a supreme flex tonight by taking a shirt off and telling everyone while he why he's pro slavery. So I thought that was right. pretty. That was pretty ballsy. WWE Very good. Style. I love it. I love well, it. Listen, I had I I thank you guys. I had I had a lot of fun tonight. Always a yep. pleasure having being here. I appreciate it, guys. I want to be on more. I'll do the research. I'll look yeah, we'll up. have to have you on more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, absolutely. We'll, so we'll, we'll get you on. Why would you smack me in the face? That's what I do. Gary, since I've known you, what have I done? Just smacked you, throw you in the wall. <laughs> Remember? Managed one house. I, I, I drove you into the into the into the front door that one time. Just because I love No. Yeah, you don't remember that. Yeah, we got fucked up that night. <laughs> I'm just all right. This, uh, this, I, I wish I wish this was a family show. But it's not, so I guess you can tell those stories. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Family uh, went, family went right out the window with Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> and when his girlfriend came in, told him she was in the other room. It's cool though. Todd, you want to take us out? You want to take us out? You want to do the? Well, I can do that. Yeah, um, do, do it up, big sexy. Do it up. Everyone enjoyed. Episode 47 of Reviewing the News. We are on uh, Spotify, uh, uh, Anchor, uh, Facebook, supposedly, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find us at uh, Review, the, Review News 1000 on Twitter. And uh, we used to have other things, but I guess not. So, but uh, keep in touch with us and I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Have a great night.